Welcome back to the Lifestyle Design Show podcast. Today, we're talking about how to get monetized fast on TikTok. I'm here with Grace Izzo, business owner, content creator, and registered yoga instructor. Grace, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Really excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the reason that I I wanted to talk to you today is because since we started working together about a year ago, you've grown to over 20,000 TikTok followers. And that's huge. When we first started working together, your goal was to have the creator fund pay for your guac, right? What was it? Yeah, I wanted to be able to get guac just once at Chipotle and not think twice about it. And, you know, I surpassed that. And I'm so incredibly grateful for how much I've grown. I never expected it to happen. It's been such a journey and such a such a great experience. And I, I just appreciate how supportive you've been. Yeah, and a little bit of background for people who don't know is that you're part of Team Lifestyle Design. So you're a social media marketing manager and you helped me run a business account and my own personal account. So how'd you get started with social media? Yeah, so I used to go to Virginia Tech and I recently transferred to NC State, but I was on the special events team where we would market certain events and it just kind of developed my love for just making something that was an idea into a reality and just be able to help people. So before we get started, do you want to share a little bit about how you got into making TikToks? Yeah. So I was horribly depressed during quarantine and I have this, I had this really fat pug and he was just really funny. So I just decided to start making videos to cheer myself up, make my friends smile. And I never really expected them to take off, but they started doing pretty well. So it just put the thought in my brain about maybe this is something I want to do. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're part of the team. And yeah, let's go ahead and share some of the TikTok tips about how to get monetized fast. So we'll be talking about the creator fund. And there's some new updates. I think you need 10,000 followers to get the creator fund and now 100,000 video views in the last 30 days. So if someone's just starting out and that seems like tough, really big, big numbers, what would you say just starting advice? Yeah, I would say the first thing is you just want to find your why. I think it's really important to just come from a place of wanting to help people because unless you're you look like Addison Ray. those lip syncing videos and those dancing videos are not going to help you blow up. You want to be bringing value to your audience and be doing it in a way that's unique and engaging. You want to keep the videos short and you want to know exactly who you're catering to and just kind of capitalize on that. Oh, I totally agree. And so that's that's a big thing people talk about, like niche or niche. I never know how to say it on TikTok. No, I, don't so. <laughs> I don't know if anybody does. I don't um, think they do either. And it's important to like, you know, recognize that your niche can change. Mine definitely did. It started with the pug videos and then I recently moved into eating disorder recovery videos and yeah, it can shift. Definitely. I feel like it takes the, the algorithm maybe a, a couple months maybe to like really shift into a new knit niche. <laughs> but yeah, it can definitely shift. I remember the pug videos. Love the pug videos. You Thank still you. do pug videos, don't you? I do. Yes. I recently started fostering pugs after my other pug passed and it's been so healing and so fun to make pug videos again. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. So you mentioned something about keeping the videos somewhat short. So what have you found in your own experience helps a video go viral as far as the length? Yeah. So it really depends on how much value you're giving people. If your goal is to get people to laugh, you want to probably keep it under 20 seconds. And if you're actually bringing value, it can be like a minute. There are some of my videos that have gone gotten over a million views and they've been about a minute in length. But typically the ones that do well are the ones that are short. Yeah, I agree. I've noticed the same thing. And a reason that I think may may cause this is watch time. So if the videos are short, or if there's something at the end that's kind of surprising is people will rewatch the video. And that's a huge thing on TikTok is having high watch time, right? 
I think that yeah. might be one one of the one of the biggest things actually. Oh yeah, for sure. And what helps with the watch time is people sharing it. And that where that's where it comes again to like the value. And if if you're giving something that has good advice or if it's just really funny, people are going to want to share with their friends and that's what helps you get more views. Oh, definitely. And you know, on the subject of value, something that I think is worth noting is on TikTok we see like entertainment and we also see like education, right? But something that I I personally really like to see and create content about is edutainment, like a mix of just f- funny and comical, you know, oh, funny and educational, you know? Yeah, that's where really I started blowing up. And I started noticing the most growth is when I tied in humor to eating disorder recovery, which is typically you don't see those two things together, which is why I think that my videos started doing really well, because there wasn't really a creator that was doing that before. And to be able to help people laugh, and especially with the demographic of eating disorder recovery people, like, you know, it's a group of people who need to laugh. Like they're going through some and be able to help them out in a way that also you find engaging, you find funny is something that's, you know, really powerful to me. No, I totally agree. And I do, you mentioned how like when you really started to like blow up and take off on your account, how long did it take you to see those those huge numbers? I mean, 20, 20K is, that's huge, Grace. <laughs> Thank you. Um, It, it was uh, a gradual thing until I reached about 10,000 followers. And then it was a jump in about another... 10,000 followers within a matter of months. Easier once you have a following to keep on growing. But once you're getting started, it can definitely be a little bit discouraging. But the thing is, you just got to keep posting. You got to keep posting like two to three videos every day. And, you know, you never know which one is going to do well. Sometimes it's not the ones that you expect. But, you know, if you're bringing value to people, you know, keep posting and you'll That's do That's all okay. you can do. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, something, I, I really like how you said that. Just keep posting. And even if you're not seeing much traction at first, it's TikTok's all about like quantity. People don't realize that you need to, like you said, two to three videos a day, even more. TikTok does not punish too many videos. They punish not enough videos almost, right? Yes. And something else that's it's really notable, someone might ask, well, how do I get two to three ideas a day for videos? Because I mean, that can be tough. But I think it's worth noting is that there's like, there's four different ways to make a TikTok video, right? We have regular video, duets, and do you want to talk about the other two? Yes. And then there would be stitches and... There's one more. Oh, reply to comment. I think it's important to have all those, especially the reply to comments, because I found that people, you have to learn to serve your audience. And even before you've blown up, even before you have a, a large audience, if you are, you know, really helping the followers that you have, they're going to be more likely to share it with their friends. And then you draw in this following that's, it's, it's very authentic. It feels like you're really helping people. And it's just a lot more valuable than just people following you because you're attractive, or you can do like good, like lip syncs. Yeah, good dances, right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a myth. I, I just want to sidetrack really quick is that people a lot of times think that to start TikToking, you have to dance or, you know, you have to lip sync. But that's not that's not really the no. case anymore. TikTok has evolved in a lot of ways. It's an educational it ha- platform at this point to some level. Yeah. No, and it, I don't think it was always that, especially even like a year ago. You know, you think of it as like this children's app or it's just like for jokes. But I have learned so many valuable things through TikTok. And I'm just so grateful because it helps, especially with my content, with the eating disorder recovery content. A lot of people who have eating disorders are not able to access care. And to be able to bring people things that have helped me on my journey, because I'm very fortunate, I was able to access residential eating disorder care, which many people aren't. And I was very privileged to be able to do that. To be able to share what I've learned there with people for free is something that has just been so powerful to me. I totally agree. And something that really inspired me when I started this journey is it was Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. And he says, lean into your passions, lean into the things that you love or that you think can help people, that information you have that could help others. And you're, you've said that a few times to bring value, but it's it's worth emphasizing is that if you can 
Yeah. yeah. If you could share with the world something that's impactful, you're going to get the views eventually. And it's more, it's more than just the views at that point. You're wanting to actually yeah. make a positive change. Yes, exactly. Um, one thing that you, me- you mentioned earlier about the importance of replying to comments on TikTok. So quick background about how to do that is if you have a video, someone leaves a comment, you just go like you're replying and you could click the video button and actually the little text box will pop up with what they said. A, a life hack that I found is if you have a TikTok video that's going viral or even just gaining some traction, somewhat viral, using that reply to comment on that video can help the next video perform really well because people yeah. are already looking at the first video. Yes, it can be huge. All right, so let's talk about hashtags because I feel like there's a lot of confusion about hashtags on TikTok. So how do you use hashtags, Grace? So I usually use hashtags for whatever niche that I'm going for, whether it's the pugs, whether it's recovery. And I'll usually use five or six, sometimes more, but it really depends. And it's important to not use the ones that are super broad because, you know, you, you hashtag FYP, like there's billions of people seeing that. It's not, you want your, to narrow it down to the people that you're bringing value to. I totally agree. Hashtag FYP doesn't really do anything, especially now. Maybe at one point it did, but now it yeah. doesn't. And then another big thing is unlike Instagram, when it comes to TikTok hashtags, it's good to have the really viral hashtags. And what I mean by that is if you type in, I don't know, for me, it'd be like hashtag plant-based. You can see it has like billions of, of videos under that hashtag, but that's a good thing because it shows that it's a, tr- it's a popular hashtag to use. So as long as it's relevant to your videos and not too specific, like if you see a hashtag with like a thousand videos, that might not be, that might not be the best for exposure, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like to keep personally, I, I like five. I think five is a really good number of hashtags. And, and I see videos that don't use hashtags. They're definitely not, they're not required by any means, but mm-hmm. I would say three to five is pretty safe. Something I love, another life hack I do is I like to look to see how it's going to um, show on the video. So when you preview your TikTok, you could see like what the caption will look like. And if the hashtags are making the caption like super long or like it, it starts to get too clunky, then I'll go ahead and erase some hashtags. Absolutely. Especially if you have the text, if there's any like kind of caption in your video, you want to make sure that that's not getting covered. True. If it's going to be hard to read, people are going to be more likely to scroll. Oh, and that's a huge, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people starting with TikTok don't realize that you can't just put text anywhere on the screen. They yeah, make it really, yeah. They make it really hard for you. <laughs> yeah, you have to. It took me a while to figure that out. What um, what would you say is a good spot for text usually? I, I tend to go like kind of middle, maybe a little bit to the left. Um, but what are your thoughts yeah, on that? That's usually my go-to, like in the middle, slightly up to the left. Same, same. Or at the top, sort of not too high because yeah. it'll get covered by like the FYP logo. Let's talk about filters. Let's talk about TikTok's filters. Have you noticed that when you use like, the green screen effect or like the bling sparkles or anything like that. Have you noticed that there's been more push? Absolutely with the green screen because anything is more engaging than just a blank background. Even if you just put um, green screen of like, you know, nice scenery, it's going to be better than just your um, white wall in your room. On the green, on the subject of green screens is that when you're talking about something, if you can do like a relevant green screen, that's really helpful too. like the visual background, like you point, like, you know, that's, that's what I tend to do a lot. But you also make a good point that like, it doesn't have to be relevant, like just the scenery. I see so many popular TikTok creators doing that just like a park or a field. And even even just the built in, like, it looks like a little street or like in a city, the built in green screen filter, people even use that and go viral. You have to clean your room, you just like put on the filter, you know, get some more views works out. I, I totally agree. And you know, it's also really beneficial because I found just through trial and error, and I've seen other creators say this, is that when you use a TikTok filter, not like the camera filter, not like it changes colors, but when you use like the effects, that's a better way to say it. 
when you use the effects, TikTok tends to like those videos because you're using one of the built-in features. So I try to use something, like whether it's green screen or uh, there's a portrait one that's okay. It kind of blurs the background. Um, I try to use something almost every video. That's that's my personal go-to. Um, what are your thoughts on filters since we're on the subject? I, I don't like them too much. I feel like the TikTok filters are not the best. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can just take away from the quality of the video. I think it's always really important to have good lighting or just like a good quality, make sure your camera is always clean, that kind of thing. Um, ring lights are such a good investment. I know it's like... You know, if you're just starting out, you might feel stupid, like getting a ring light, but so worth it. So worth the investment. I can't agree more. Ring lights, lifesaver. Let's talk about like gear, since that's a big topic people wonder. Is there anything else that someone getting started on TikTok you would recommend gear wise or just a phone, just a uh, ring light? Yeah. So if you don't want to invest in a ring light right away, take your makeup mirror, turn the light all the way up and just put it kind of by your face. That's what I did starting out. It's a good <laughs> it tip. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't need a ton of gear, even even if you don't have a makeup, makeup light. Uh, the windows, natural sunlight works really yeah. well. So yeah. get in front of a window. PM, golden hour. Like that's <laughs> outside. Get your videos then. It works so well. Uh, another thing that is like basically free that can really help is like props. So whether you use uh, a microphone, like you use like just the regular wire mics that come with iPhones or people like to really see those microphones being used. And even if you like pretend some people will use like toothpaste or I don't know, they'll use like random. I used a mango one time as a microphone. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like those things can really help. What do you think about that? Yeah. Anyway, that you can add in humor, especially when you're, you're moving through some of the content that isn't the most engaging, but you just want to bring the value to your viewers or you're talking about something that you know, isn't funny objectively. Um, and it's kind of serious, but it's still important. You want to convey it like any way that you can add a little bit of humor in there, spice it up. It's great. Another thing on the shopping list, I will say optional, completely optional, but people love like the lights. So the like, whether you get like the strips of led lights, or you get like something I have like the purple, whatever, I feel like those add a lot of value. People just really enjoy those. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to have an aesthetically pleasing background. I usually totally. do mine in like some plants or I'll try to do it outside. It really helps. Yeah, plants are good, outside's good. Okay, so we talked about how to make a TikTok video, you know, sort of the logistics. Let's let's move into other TikTok monetization forms. So live streaming is what I'm thinking about. And I know you have a live, you do a show on TikTok live stream. Do, so can you talk a little bit about that and the results you've seen? Yes, so actually you were the one who suggested to pick a time to do live stream um, every week and make it consistent and it has done so well. Um, I am a registered yoga teacher, so I usually will just teach yoga for an hour, an hour and a half. And it helps tremendously with growth. I usually notice an influx of about 300 followers after every live stream. And just to be able to teach to people, it's I'm, teaching is my passion. It's what I love to do. And being able to teach to people who might not be able to afford yoga classes has just been, you know, something that really is healing to me because when I'm able to help other people, it helps me. And it's one of the best, like TikTok live streaming is one of the best ways to connect with your audience because it's, I would argue it's almost like a FaceTime call, like the way you can interact with them. And yeah, yeah. Respond to comments and everything. And statistically going live after you post is one of the best ways to boost your views. I've noticed it. It's definitely huge. When it comes to live streaming, first of all, how many followers do you need to have to go live? And second of all, you can actually make money from live. So if you want to mention that a little bit. Yeah. So I think you can make money through lives in the form of gifts. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Yes. And I think it could have been changed. I'm pretty sure it's 1,000 followers to be able to do a live. I think so too. 
Yeah. And uh, it's cool because like you mentioned the gifts, I think it's really cool that that's another stream of like stream of revenue. It's it's usually a small, you know, for for growing creators, it's not like you're going to be making like racks from TikTok live streams. But even if you aren't in the creator fund yet, you can earn income from going live. And if you do have an audience that really supports you, it's a great it's a great way to actually make money from the platform. And I would say arguably the best way to make money on TikTok is not through the live streams and it's not through the creator funds, through the sponsorships, because where you, when brands are going to be reaching out to you to, you know, promote their products or you reach out to them, um, that's where you're going to be making the most money. Yeah. The sponsored videos. And you can start working with brands pretty early on. Like I feel like uh, TikTok does like the micro influencers quite a bit. I think we both have some experience with brand deals, right? Yes. Yes. And it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to be getting paid hundreds of dollars, but it does add up. If you make them consistently, you get 75 or hundred bucks per video. That's, yeah. that's some pretty good passive income right there. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's, it's a great way for creators to start monetizing early on and just add another, another form of monetization. Let's quickly talk about if people like are new to the TikToking, right? How do they get started with the brand deals? I think number one is that people will reach out to you automatically. Like, I'm not sure if you experience this, but there's so many emails yeah. I get. No, definitely. Yeah. I think it's also um, valuable to go into small businesses and just start talking to them, like make friends with the owners and just, you know, get to know them, get to know what their demographic is. If you have any sort of a following, sometimes they'll just, you know, give you some free products to put on an Instagram story. Like, so even things like that, you know, it, it's very time consuming to try to become a creator. Like it, it does like cost a little bit of money if you want to invest in the ring light and stuff. So, you know, you make it pay for itself, make it a little bit worth your while. I think you can apply that to even if it's like not a small business, if you reach out to a brand that you really like, you know, you email them, you email like their business email or you just DM them on Instagram. It, I think that's a really good way to start building those connections with these companies that you will want to work with one day at least. Absolutely. Yeah. And even before you reach out to them, I think it's it's good to be following them to just be knowing like what kind of products they're offering so that when you do reach out to them, it sounds authentic. Like I do really like your products. I'm not just trying to get some money from you. And I do want to mention one more thing is that the platform that I've been using for finding brand deals and really exploring that world for TikTok specifically is called Swipe House. And it has like a marketplace with just a ton of brands looking to work with like TikTokers and have people create content for them. So that's a great reference to check out. That Swipe House is amazing. Oh, you and use it too? networking and yeah, for uh, meeting other creators, it's just so helpful. Is there any other ways to monetize TikTok? Because I, I think there is. We talked about live. We talked about creator fund. Ooh, affiliate links. So yes. would you want to talk about that? I'm going to let you speak about this because I feel like you're just a lot more knowledgeable than I am. I'm still sure. getting it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So TikTok will let you put a link in your bio. I, it depends on how many followers you have. Because I do know some accounts don't have this option. But what a lot of creators will do is they'll just link to an affiliate product. So Amazon affiliates is a great place to start. Very good to know. And if I'm not I'm not mistaken, you have all the affiliate links in every YouTube. Oh yeah. So I, I go hard for my own my own strategy is I, I do I do affiliate marketing a, a lot in my tick, uh, YouTube bios, my YouTube descriptions, you're right. And that's that's relatively effective. But a big thing with affiliate marketing that you mentioned earlier quite a bit is the value aspect and keeping it in line with your audience. So if you're making content for me about eating plant based and sustainable and then I have an affiliate marketing for like, you know, crude oil, or <laughs> I don't know, something like plastic water bottles, something that just is not yeah. fit the, the niche, you know, it, it's yeah. not going to convert well at all. It's something, a goal of mine is I, I plan on starting like a very specialized, um, this is my favorite, like plant-based protein powder. This is my favorite tofu press, you know, whatever, my favorite blender. 
So yeah, that's something that uh, I plan on doing and maybe I'll make a video about it at some point. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. absolutely. You should. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about, and this has been an awesome conversation, is repurposing your TikTok videos to Instagram Reels. Because that's that's a pretty big trend right now. So do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I it's a lot harder to grow on Instagram than it is on TikTok. It's just so much easier to go viral on TikTok than Instagram. But Reels are helping kind of bridge that gap. And I've just noticed... You know, you, you draw in a lot of new followers that you wouldn't have gotten ordinarily, and it can be really helpful. And Instagram is really pushing Reels. And for reference, Instagram Reels, just like TikTok, it's vertical videos. Right now, they can be 30 seconds and under. They're rolling out 60-second Instagram Reels, and so I'm still waiting on that, but I know some creators have that already. They're really prioritizing the Reels. Like, the reach that someone would normally get on regular posts, it's tripled or even more 10x even more yeah and something else that's really cool is even if you aren't going viral per se because i think a lot of creators in this creator economy feel the need to create viral content and i mean it's a lot of pressure but i've seen so much that you can nurture an audience by posting reels because instagram will show it's like 80 percent of your followers like it's pushed so much harder so you can grow nurture an audience and just gain that exposure to build a small business. It's super cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is there any other last tips? Did you actually get the, the Chipotle from your creator fund? I want to know. I have. Yes. It was, it was the best, you know, I, I got nice. that, those sodas, that guac, it, it hit different. <laughs> I, was, I would say the most important thing is to just be yourself, you know, and there's, there are already so many other people out there, but there's no one creating content that's like your content. Keep creating even when you're not inspired because sometimes it's the videos that you put like no effort into that are the ones that are going to blow up and not don't listen to all the trolls because anyone who has any sort of a following is going to get people, they're going to call you some really nasty things. And just especially with uh, lives, always have a moderator, get one of your friends to do it so you don't have to deal with all the bullshit. And yeah, just keep creating. That's a good tip about having a moderator. That's I haven't tried that yet, but um, how do you, is that easy to start? Like, do you have any tips about that? Yeah. So when you're um, on the live, you would just select um, one of your, the people on it to be the admin. And when they're the admin, you can just be able to focus on whatever you're doing in the live. For me, it's teaching yoga. So I can't block every like creep that like says something gross. Um, so I'll just have someone, someone else do it. And it's really great. That's awesome. That's a really good tip. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on today. I feel like we gained a lot of value from talking and sharing this information. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do. I, you have a lot of big plans, right? With the, with the yoga and just your business. So where can people follow you for more? Thanks so much, Chris. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at yoga.with.grace or on TikTok at big booty yoga baddie. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. And you have your, your live streaming show for yoga on Tuesday nights, right? Yes, yeah, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Awesome, dude. I'll definitely check it out. It's been awesome having you, Grace. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.